0: The house of plagues lies in ruins. everybody welcome to or back to the instance i don't know maybe it's your first time and if it is welcome to the 15 year old podcast that knows what the hell you want i guess sort of kind of maybe i don't know i'm scott johnson and it's october 9th 2020 joining me today the long absent but always welcome patrick beja hello patrick
1: hey uh so the intro said uh the house of something and i was like wait Is this the intro? An intro from (laughs) the House of Hades? Um, Oh, you
0: found a way to put the Hades conversation right in at the top. That's I can't stop talking about it. It's like I'm
1: super tired. I'm on a Wow podcast. I'm still talking about Hades. Yeah, Uh, really good game. Anyway, yes, I'm good. Uh, It's late. I'm tired uh, because I am the parent of a small child, and also I'm very busy. But, you know what, Scott? What? I'm never too busy for you.
0: Oh, that makes me feel really weird. Hey, listen to this, though, too. I even put on a a scarf. (laughs) Oh, yeah, look at that. All right. Look, we're living the dream here. uh, Garrett's not here this week. He had a big deadline he had to do and deal with. And so... You can tell the
1: truth, Scott. You can say (laughs) that Garrett was like, what? Patrick's going to be on this week? No way I'm coming on the show with
0: that jerk. Yeah, F That's off. What he said. F that noise, he said out loud. And I said, hey, now, take it easy. We love Patrick. And he said, no way I'm coming on. But this was all behind-the-scenes stuff that you weren't supposed to tell anyone about. So I
1: guess oh, it's out there sorry. now. Oh, sorry. Are we live? Are we? Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to edit this. Okay, never mind. Nope I, nope. I love I love Florida man
0: Garrett. Yes, he's the greatest of he the Florida men. He doesn't
1: love me back in that way.
0: Yeah, all the men in Florida... None, none of them hold a candle to, to, to Garrett all right we're gonna dive right in and start with some side quests okay Blizzard was given a clear path or gave us a clear path of what's going to happen with the pre-patch and what you're going to start doing after October 13th in World of Warcraft the actual pre-patch as mentioned last week will arrive on the 13th with the following features locked and loaded and ready to roll so on day 13 of this month, new character, new player experience. Levels 1 through 50. Uh, you can go make a new guy. Uh, your existing characters won't be able to do much, but they'll now be level 50. So look for that because uh, your your current 120 status is about to take a, take a real dump. It's not happening. It's getting squished. Uh, by the way, this includes Exile's Reach for new and returning players as a new character experience. It's my number one looking forward to feature. People think I'm weird because it should be Covenants. It should be Torghast. It should be a lot of things. But for whatever reason... Wait, that's, even in the actual expansion? Oh, yeah. it's your. I'm most excited have about you, playing that because I played it in the beta. Okay, so I got a little taste of it. And the starting area is just a starting area. No,
1: no, not, no. You you didn't just... Oh, did, you didn't play it to completion in the beta. No, 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 no. no. I'm not going to do it. Oh, okay.
0: But I'm looking forward well, to I just mean, that good old-fashioned, hey, guess what? This MMO has character zero to 50 progression again and you're going to get to do whole storylines of an expansion and there's all the cool scalability that's happening with all the zones and all the expansion content
1: i don't know how much i mean i i don't want to tell you what you like but excise reads specifically you're going to play it once uh and that's really all you need to do like it's it's not very repeatable it's okay it's fun yeah it's not really repeatable. Yeah, so what I just, what I mean I is don't I'm get not your so hopes too Yeah, hard.
0: I'm not so worried about interested in repeating it. What I'm looking forward to no. is starting there making a brand new guy <laughs> my my MMO RPG man and I'm going to take him through the world, man. Like I'm just excited to get back to that. Back to the basics of what an MMO drug me in, in the first but place you for. You can do it. that today. I know, but it's it's not I don't know. Awesome. It's not new yeah. yet. I mean, you're making a good point and I don't disagree <laughs> with you. You're not wrong. Um, but for no, whatever again, it, reason, it's an
1: opportunity to do that. It's just weird that you're waiting for the new content to drop, to go do old content when look, you can do the old content. Now it's just the numbers that are going to change. I get like, you. You can go and you, you can't level for your whole leveling process through one expansion. I guess that's the difference. Yeah. But Aside from that.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. It's like creating a new, like mechanically speaking, and like a lot of that kind of stuff, we're talking about the very same video game that we already have. You're not wrong. But there's something about it that has me excited, and I can't even tell you what. I think I just want to get in there and get some story on and read some quests and do those quests mm-hmm. and not think about endgame stuff yet. I'm I'm tired of worrying about what eye level I am or all that. I just want to play I
1: see an what, RPG. I see what's happening. Yeah. You're... you're- Because this is going back to a time when we had a lot fewer levels, you are maybe subconsciously being taken back to that same time on the show when uh, Randy Jordan Deluxe refused to go to Outland (laughs) because he was like, no one's telling me to go there. I'm uh, just going to stay in the old world and just do stuff here and like, uh, pick some flowers. Yeah. And he didn't say it like that. I'm just, you know, I don't know how to speak like Randy, but, um, (laughs) yeah. And he wouldn't go to Outland just for the most ridiculous reason.
0: Yeah. Well, there are people uh, in the chat room who are already saying, why don't I just, why not just final fantasy 14 then? And maybe they're right. Maybe that's, Maybe that's what Mm -hmm. I should do until actual Shadowlands, which, by the way, we still don't have a date on. One would think, you know, by November we ought to have it out.
1: Yeah, with the the pre-patch, it can't be, like, it's not going to be three months, right? Oh, I guess maybe it could. It could. Uh, There's no reason why it couldn't be. Because originally uh, the plan was
0: pre-patch and then pretty immediately... Well, I don't know, immediately, but maybe a couple of weeks yeah. later, it'll be in. So.
1: I think it's usually four weeks, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But I think the original plan for this expansion was about two weeks. Yeah. But uh, I, I think they they would release it before the end of uh, the quarter, yeah. I guess. You I know, would hope so. Quarter, so. They better.
0: December. They best do that.
1: I mean... <laughs> yes. Otherwise, uh, Bobby Kotick won't be able to afford his uh, solid go- solid gold pool this year. <laughs> yeah. That, well, you know, that later, could not do.
0: later on, we're going to talk about the French offices closing. Maybe he's going to use some of that money for his fancy new uh, digs there. I don't know what his plan yeah. is. We'll get to that. Don't worry. Uh, also, the levels and stats squish happening in full effect after the 13th new character customization features. Uh, gender, character stuff, different colored hair with a beard, that kind of junk we talked about a little bit last week. Uh, That's all coming. Here's the part uh, that has me slightly additionally excited, or it's kind of in line with what I was already saying. But time-walking campaigns, here's a quote from them. This new feature will allow content from locations like Northrend or Pandaria to scale to a player's level so they can adventure from level 10 all the way to 50 and experience the stories of these areas at their originally intended pacing. Uh, You visit Chromie near uh, the embassies in Stormwind and Orgrimmar to start your expansion leveling experience. If you'd like to select a different expansion to level through, simply speak to Chromie again. Again, like this idea that I can go and have a proper experience through Lich King time and experience that again is all kinds of compelling. But also to know that if I get halfway through it and go, oh, it's not as fun as I remember it, or I don't really like this zone here, or these all look ugly because, you know, graphics haven't changed there or whatever, I can go back to Chromie and change my mind and go somewhere else. Like, there's... I don't know what it is about that that, that, that appeals to me, but it's it's grabbing my chain and yanking it around. So well done, Blizzard. I'm you sure you're,
1: you're not the only one. Yeah, I can't be, right? getting their chain grabbed.
0: Well, at the very least... uh they hope i'm not the only one because this is what they got right we don't have a new date for the canceled day for shadowland so so this is the wow you're getting on the 13th so like it or not <laughs> these are the things you're going to get to do um there's going to be a newcomer chat which uh basically is for low-level players people have never played the game before again they're focusing very hard on saying hey this game's very approachable now come play it for the first time if you never did before but there will be a way for old timers to get in there and help. If you're in good standing with blizzard, uh, that your account hasn't been flagged for anything rotten. Um, they didn't get a lot of details on that, but that's there. Uh, here's my favorite uh, new thing that I didn't know was happening. Maybe it was already announced, but I missed it. Allied races no longer require reaching exalted rep with the associated faction. Patrick dance in the streets, party all night. It's time to get your, uh, your freaking, uh, Extra care or your extra classes or your extra races without having to work too hard for it. How do you feel about that?
1: I mean, you still need to do the quests and achievements and <laughs> stuff like that, right?
0: Yeah. You gotta maybe still go through the rigor.
1: Sure. But
0: maybe I've the got, achievements
1: I, are the uh the, the 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 rep. Rep. But um the, the, the yeah, rep. it's good. I mean, it doesn't make sense. We we all knew that was going to happen. The rep was just, you know, uh, uh, to keep people occupied yeah. um, in content lulls. So it, it, makes it, sense. it
0: was time gating. But here's the here's the thing. I've got character or I have I've, I have additional races that I never got my hands on from Legion because I didn't want to go do all the rep. It just annoyed me. It wasn't worth the payoff, in my opinion. Now, I don't feel that way so much. So if what you're telling me is I can get into Exile's Reach with a brand new, I don't know, uh Zandalari troll standing up straight, you know, and just run this whole content as a mage or whatever.
1: Like I don't know why. Right. All, if you <laughs> if you talk about how you want to do old content Once more on this show, (laughs) just getting up and and leaving. That's it. I don't know why. It annoys me. I'm French.
0: That's why. Uh, Yeah, you are French. French people get annoyed. Um, More on that soon as well. We'll talk more about the annoyance of the French uh, later on in the show. (laughs) Uh, Also, let's see. uh, Tons of tweaks and changes to classes and abilities. We're not going to go through those in detail because there's a ton of them and they're on the wow side. So you can go find those for yourself. And shortly after the pre-patch, in their words, the Death Rising event will launch it will run till launch of Shadowlands. We don't know again with the dates, so shortly after is the best you're going to get. Whatever that means.
1: If it's if it's 4 days, um it's not going to Oh, hey,
0: my wife is here. Oh. I like your wife. Okay. She's better than you. <laughs>
1: she says hi what she's better than she's me better yes, than you. no yeah, she's she is, better than you. yeah she's way better than you absolutely yeah
0: she's also um, somewhat transparent because she's from finland anyway yes patrick go ahead
1: uh what was i saying you I know, know i see
0: my wife and then
1: I, I don't know what i was thinking anymore
0: i'm all like flustered yeah, took the wind out of you <laughs> i'm sure she feels um, that way about you when she what, sees you
1: oh yes the pat no the pre-patch the end the, the the event i i don't see the event running for you know uh two months right yeah. uh, maybe it will but um I wouldn't expect it to. So I'm guessing it it's not going to be pushed back uh, as much as some people might have hoped. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see.
0: Patrick, tell me about the Shadowlands Covenant ability location restriction.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. I will. I have dreamed of nothing else for the past three weeks. Uh, Blizzard announced that the Shadowlands Covenant ability location restriction has been... Removed! Rejoice. Uh, For a hot minute there, you could only use your covenant abilities in Shadowlands and nowhere else in the game. The change will show up in next week's beta update and represents a decision on an internally controversial topic for the team. They say covenants are the centerpiece of Shadowlands, but when the following expansion comes out, we know we'll need to ensure that a returning player doesn't need to go back and do the full covenant progression in order to be complete and competitive. And when that time comes, it won't feel great to lose something that will have come to feel part of your character. Artifact. That... Led to them uh, that led them to experimenting with just having these covenant powers tied specifically to shell lands, so that nothing would change technically when players are ready to move to the next expansion. Blizzard says reducing that feeling of loss a couple of years now uh, from now isn't worth the expense of a weaker sense of connection to your covenants in the meantime, along with feeling like a part of your character is missing when you're running legacy content they go on to say that this was all about listening to players regarding issue and the feedback around the change makes it very clear
0: makes sense to me uh i don't want i don't like it when i can only do a thing in one place i don't even like it when it's in like a single expansion and let's say in in uh i don't know I'm trying to give a good example um Le- in legion there were certain abilities that you could use because or no actually all the expansions since probably warlords had this if you were in a zone, a particular zone, there was like a zone feature, right? And on the, on the UI, you'd have a little, you could pop it and it would bring down a couple of elves to help you or a fire thing or some other thing that had something to do with the zone you were in. I can't think of any exact names at the moment, but um, I never liked that because it meant if I wanted to go somewhere else, I couldn't use that thing I like. I would say, oh, it doesn't work here, it would say, uh, or, or this trinket's no good in this part of, part of town. I hate that. Can't stand it. Drives me crazy. Sounds like this is a little less in that direction, a little more in the direction of, hey, during this expansion, use it wherever you want it. We don't really care if it makes things unbalanced in Mists of Pandaria. Just go go use these abilities. It is not location-specific, nor is it Covenant-specific or Covenant-zone-specific. Uh, quick note to add to this. There was a forum commenter at the bottom of this thing that said something interesting. It says, during Legion, we had artifacts. Obtaining them, growing their artifact power, unlocking abilities... Adding stuff to them was pretty fun for the two years or so that we played Legion. But a big part of what made it fun was the stuff that was new, not the stuff that was old. So when Legion ended, losing them wasn't a big deal because we started our new amulets. Although you could argue those sucked. But regardless, there were new systems to play with. So Patrick, my overall take on this, this is the right thing to do. Trying to figure out a way to wedge in these powers and abilities and things you've worked for, for two years on an expansion, having them carry over to the next expansion is just a nightmare of systems. And I don't know that there's a good way to do it. I prefer. No, They,
1: they, they were never talking about that. They knew that it wouldn't carry over to the next expansion.
0: Well, players, players but... have been talking about wanting this stuff to start carrying over. Like you, like yeah,
1: the, the argument you is you never this. listen to players. Well, you know that. <laughs> well, someone's
0: got to listen to <laughs> no, those guys, I mean, you know.
1: I mean, I, I'm sure that idea has been expressed, but everyone knows that that can't really work because then you have a million. I mean, it could, of course, it could, but it becomes a little bit clunky. the The question now is, can you only use them in Shadowlands, or use them in Shadowlands and everywhere else mm-hmm. as well? Yeah. And I think both can make sense. I think the version they're landing on now using it everywhere is more fun and I'm glad they're choosing that just like, you know, as your commenter is saying, and we refer to just like artifacts. Yeah. Um, but it could have been just, you know, those covenants are in shell lands. They don't want to go out. They can't go out for lore reasons, whatever. Right. Um,
0: yeah. Well, yeah. that's the problem. Some people think the lore reasons are just a too easy of an excuse to not I don't, I don't know. I like you're totally right. Like it does. It's not feasible for them to carry these things forward. It was never feasible, see, feasible for us to still be doing garrisons unless you want to restructure the, the entire game around garrisons or something. Um, neither with the weapons in Legion. Like, I don't know how that would have carried forward without again, stacking these systems. And then we'd be doing it again from all, from all the amulet crap we just went through. And then we'd have to do it again with all this new stuff coming out with covenants. So I think I prefer the way Especially yeah. uh,
1: There's one thing that people don't seem to understand is that if you have all those systems that are still active and valid in the new expansion, then it it forces you, if you're min-maxing, to do everything. Imagine if you had the garrisons from uh, Warlords and the war table from Legion and the war table from BFA, you would go and do all of them to get your gold, for example. Or you would go, and if you had your artifact, you would need to, either it stays as it was and you don't touch it anymore ever, and it's kind of a little bit boring, or you have to respec it all the time depending on what you're doing, if Mm -hmm. it's still valid in the current expansion and and current, and the amulet, and all of the um, pieces of gear that are uh, dependent on the amulet. It's not, it's just not, it's feasible, but it's it's bad game design. Yeah. And the fact that you get new systems, I see people in the chat room commenting that, oh, new systems that are added up and get taken away cheapens them. Th- they want to have the game feel fresh. You don't want to have the exact same systems, you know, every expansion that would just make the expansion a different color on the exact same thing. And you don't, you can't, keep them keep all of them over 10 expansions and keep all of those systems going forward i don't you know it's it's so if you're being logical there's no way that any either of those solutions work so you have to fall back down to fall back on the existing um on what they're doing now
0: yeah i I agree otherwise what you have is classic i think those people maybe like classic you know what i mean because classic was the original systems there it is in its complete form that's without any additional uh, expansion content and or systems from expansions. So that's your game, I think. I think that, I think that's kind of where things are. If that's what you wanted, where it never changed and you never got anything new to do each, each expansion, then vanilla is your jam. Uh, personally, I don't see how it's tenable for them to move all that stuff forward in a game like this. So I tend to side with Blizzard on this in terms of just, just from a logistic standpoint like how the crap are you going to do it. And people in the chat are like, "Well, you design them to move forward." Well, that's easy to say. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Just, you know, it's the incredible argument of just make it good. Yeah, why don't why don't good. you just make it? I don't mean to pick on you, uh, Snake. I'm sorry, but it it feels like that's what you're saying. Just make it good. It's not yeah. that hard, you know. Just just don't make it crap.
0: Yeah. And we and, and we look, yeah, we want as less least easy. amount of crap as possible. I'm totally with you there, but I just don't think it's well. It's, it's just never as simple as saying, you know, just do it.
1: Listen. So. In the same vein, I keep hearing about that five G thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the new speeds, five G, five G. Why don't they just go immediately to six G? That that is just ridiculous. Just make it six G. Why do you need five G? Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway,
0: yeah, just, why right. not? Why why, you, why, why even bother? Let's just skip right over it. Hey, they went from uh, they went from Windows eight to Windows ten. They could do it. They could do it here. exactly skip that number
1: (laughs) if listen if microsoft can do it then anyone can that's what i say.
0: yeah well i I think no nobody's gonna i don't know any too many people would make the argument that the the legion systems weren't awesome because they were and there's maybe a little bit of feeling of like well i kind of wish those moved up and but kind of you know kind of did ish like some of the ideas moved forward and they were just implemented in a different way maybe not as well well not maybe I I think definitely not as well.
1: I mean but. they they are doing that for many of them. We all thought that the uh, garrisons were going to go away. They didn't. You you're not building them in the same way, but you have your companions and your war tables and now they're evolving it again with this uh you know auto Battler type yeah. thing um in your war table. They are doing these things. And the you know the the amulet was an evolution of the um of the artifact, it just was, you know, a crap version of yeah. the artifacts Bad that they tra- tried to fix afterwards. Uh, this covenant system, in a way, it's a, a um, gameplay impacting alternate advancement uh, system, right. which old school people from previous MMOs will remember. It's just a way to gain power, which artifacts are. It's just a way to gain power when you have reached max level um, that is not just additional experience. But in a way, it kind of is. It is just an experience that doesn't add to your levels. Sure. it's, It's all... Taking lessons from the previous thing and trying to make it look seem fresh again, saying, "Oh, just keep everything the same and then and then add new things or improve them." Like, do the artifact with keeping adding more and more talents to the artifact. At some point, it doesn't it stops working. I'm sure they could, but it doesn't feel uh, as fresh and the same way. If they do, I mean, some games manage to do it. You have Diablo. Um yeah. It has stretched its system to the point that yeah, it, it's starting it, it's not starting it has become extremely dumb to keep pushing it it's still fun yeah. but it's the the same thing stretched to increase power over and over and over again i think for an mmo like this that has been going on for 15 years or more you do need something that that is more fresh i mean that is fresh in the uh, substance and in the, uh, uh, form. Right. And that's what they're trying to do. Not always successful. I completely, uh, grant you that, but.
0: Well, if they want to keep okay. things fresh, they've made something rotten that I want to tell you about. And that is a hunter change. And I took a little heat for this cause I talked about it on Twitter and people are like, what's the problem? Uh, it's not a big deal. I'm annoyed by it. So I'm bringing it up a little bummed about a hunter change. And I need to mention it. Uh, here's what Blizzard said. I'll give you the quote first. Hello. And this week's PTR, the Shadowlands beta builds, will include a five percent bonus damage component, which is uh, was removed from the Hunter's Hunter's Mark ability. So Hunter's Mark, you may remember it uh, way back in the day. You'd put it on a dude, and it meant you got uh, basically it's not really a dot, but it was like a, a debuff. So you could no, it's a debuff. Yeah, or a it's buff a for you, debuff for them, exactly. And uh, it was great because it meant you were going to do more damage, and it meant that they were going to die quicker. And it was a it was a mechanic you had to apply and then reapply and you know, it's basically a kind of a, you know, a cool thing the Hunters don't get anymore. So I'm annoyed that they're taking it out. They say Hunter's Mark is a cool class ability with unique functionality that we don't want to get rid of. So we're adjusting it to be solely for utility as its core functionality. Uh, hunter's Mark will remain on the global, global cooldown and it will still provide visibility against a stealthed target, unquote. I think Hunters need more buffs, dots, debuffs, more cool shit. That's what I want. I want stuff that makes me do things to things that isn't just shoot them. So don't take away my damage buff from my Hunter's Mark. That was going to feel like 2004, yo. And I know I could go play, you know, classic and get the old thrill back, but come on, man. <laughs> don't take it away. You could have figured out a way to balance that out so that just a 5% bonus wasn't going to be a problem. Let's get it in there. Keep it yes, in.
1: It would have been very easy. Just do the 5%. <laughs> Yep. bonus thing and just nerf every hunter ability by 5% <laughs> so you get to the same result.
0: You know, one to give us and you take it away or however the old phrase goes. Anyway, if you're a fellow hunter and you're annoyed by this uh, or if you think I'm totally wrong and the decision they made is the correct one and there are other ways to achieve what I'm looking for, send me an email and chew me out about it. I'd be happy to, to discuss it.
1: With I you. don't, I don't think you're wrong. I just think that one class complaining about a, <laughs> a, a nerf that they're getting is the most wow thing that has ever been
0: <laughs> you're not ever. wrong so you're, thank you for you're that. absolutely correct about correct about that that's true all right let's talk about uh mythic mount drops boy boy oh boy i'm so happy to hear they're going to be 100 percent drops from here until the end of time oh wait it's not true well, patrick tell me well, what's going on scott
1: yeah Blizzard made an important clarification regarding Mythic Mount drops uh, from now until Shadowlands. When Shadowlands is out officially, the drop rates on um, Mythic Raid Boss mounts will drop to just one percent until then you'll have a hundred percent drop rate so if you still have lots of time so you still have lots of time to get your mount collection where you want it ahead of the expansion as a reminder this is just one set of items that will become either impossible or less likely to get after the expansion hits so get your stuff well it's the getting's good
0: yeah Get in there now. I mean, if you're going to go... I'm not, is there a bigger drop between 100% and one? I guess zero would be the lower way to go, but uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's a bummer. It kind of got me it's going, just, you know, maybe I should get carried and go, <laughs> go get some of the mounts that I want off of some of those runs, but it's not going to happen. For
1: it's, me. Um, you know, you, you always have this. It's difficult because it's mythic, yeah. uh, but hopefully at some point, maybe not this expansion, but the next one, You'll be able to one man these, you know, many of these. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like trying to get Invincible. Is it Invincible? Invincible. Yes. The, yeah. Uh, Arthas, Arthas horse. Arthas Mount. Yeah.
0: Um, Not to be confused yeah, with the amazing like that. song that Russell Brower wrote uh, called Invincible. It's an amazing piece of music, but uh, it's about the horse. So, so yeah. yeah. Well, uh, good luck, everybody, trying to get their shit on there because it seems like a giant pain to me. All right. Now This. get to our main quest today. Activision Blizzard is shutting down their French offices, uh, specifically the ones located in Versailles. Am I saying it right? Versailles? <laughs> Versailles, yeah. Sorry. Uh, it's almost the same. I know, but Americans do it bad. Um, anyway, thankfully, we've... Uh, well, we literally have somebody here today who's worked in that office, like knows that place up and down, and it wasn't that many years ago, so I'm pretty excited to get to a better understanding how this stuff sort of works over there. But... Um, Moreover, I want to know what this means for Blizzard as a worldwide company and Europe in particular and that sort of thing. So to get to some of the details, the office located in in Versailles employed about 400 people as of 2019. That was the headcount. And uh, they handled marketing, customer support, localization, other stuff for games that Activision slash Blizzard would release and publish in Europe. Um, And there were not long ago before... The COVID-19 pandemic, there were plans to move about half of those people to London um, and sort of integrate them over there. But the Brexit stuff that's going on, plus COVID-19, pretty much put a halt to all of those plans. So that didn't end up happening. To give you a little bit of history, starting in 1998, Blizzard was owned by Vivendi SA. This was a French-based conglomerate. And during that time, during the ownership uh, that they shared at that time, the company released a string of very, very popular games. You probably know them all. Starcraft, Starcraft: Brood War, Diablo 2 and its expansion, and of course, World of Warcraft. You you could argue those were the salad days of Blizzard, some of the best stuff happened uh during those days. Although I'm not saying there's a correlation, but you know, anyway, that was the time. In 2008, uh Vivendi's game division merged with Activision to form Activision Blizzard, which was then divested from Vivendi completely in 2013. I thought that was way sooner, but That wasn't that long ago. It's
1: just Vivendi Vivendi kept some of the stocks uh, and then sold everything in 2013, I believe.
0: Right. They're completely out out of that. They have no stock in the company anymore. Um, One tiny note, the company also closed their Hague offices, uh, the offices they had in the Hague earlier this year, very quietly. They didn't really say anything about it, Uh, but those are gone as well. Now, on to how this stuff works and why it matters. I'm going to pass this over to Patrick and ask some questions because... I know this already, but I but I don't know it as well as you do. The way labor laws work here in America, let's say they shut down Irvine, which would be crazy, or let's say they shut down their their Austin offices. That would be a very different process of is there severance? How long can they live on their severance? You know, what kind of opportunities do they have? What kind of protections do they have? Labor protections, that sort of stuff, are very different than what happens in France. So explain how that works and why maybe some of these knee-jerk Twitter reactions of like, I can't believe it. They've Once again, victimizing their employees or whatever. Why Why is it maybe more complicated than that?
1: I mean, it's not, it's not good. Uh, I'm not here to say that all of this is good. And it's certainly, I, I think there are two elements. And the first one is going to, the second one is going to be the relationship between Activision and Blizzard and how this shows that it's evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll have a lot to say about that as well. But It's true that um, I think the way people think about things like this uh, when they come from an American context is maybe not exactly appropriate and they might have some knee-jerk reactions that are not um, justified in the same way. Now, uh, to preface this, it's never fun losing your job. And certainly when you look at it from France, it's not like everyone's like oh cool okay never mind whatever it's we have labor laws that make it all not a problem that's not what i'm saying it's people are quite angry about this and it's not cool when a big corporation that's making a lot of money is deciding to shut down an office just to presumably uh make more money and have more profits so uh, please understand that this is not what i'm saying however right. when you look at it from the us um the the when you're let go, you're very often left in the dust with nothing. Uh, that's not how it works in France. You have strict, as Scott said, labor laws. Um, the uh, co- company um, direction, the the managers are going to enter into negotiations with unions. And my guess, I don't know for sure, but my guess is that uh, employees are going to get probably six months to a year. I would guess maybe a year in this case because they had the uh, letting go of other employees before and we know that um, they're moving everything to London. So it's not that they don't have any money anymore and they have to close, it's just a choice. So um, they're probably going to have a really good severance package And on top of that, they're going to have unemployment benefits uh, if they haven't found a job after the severance package runs out. And unemployment benefits can be, you know, about two years, not at full salary, but it's going to be about two years.
0: Okay. Um, And and people qualify for that if it just uh, is there like a set time that if if a severance doesn't cover it or something. Well, if like- you
1: haven't found a job, if you haven't found a job until, I mean, you don't get the money when you're quote unquote being paid. I believe maybe it's different. I'm not a super expert on this, but yeah. uh, you probably get, if you get a year worth of an, empl- of, of severance package, then you're not going to get unemployment benefits for that year. Okay. I think, okay. I think that's how it works. Right. Um, and then you get the unemployment benefits. I, uh, up to two years um, at part of your pay, but a significant part. I think that, you know, it's roughly how it's going to work. There might be some details there that I'm getting wrong. I apologize if I do. But also on top of that, uh, remember that education is quote-unquote free um, because you pay for it with your taxes. Everyone pays for it with their taxes. And similarly, uh, health care is free. So I'm not saying this to get all political, um, but I'm saying this to, to, me- to say that when you look at this from the US, you imagine the situation that you're let go. You maybe don't have a good severance package because you don't have uh, collective bargaining to uh, ensure that employees are treated as fairly as they can. Um, And you don't have healthcare, you don't have decent unemployment benefits, possibly, depending on how things go. So it's a much more dramatic situation in the US than it would be in France. Uh, Again, that being said, I'm not saying it's fun to be let go in France. It's never fun. It's, you know, very disruptive to your life and you might end up in a really difficult situation afterwards, even with the severance severance package and all of that, uh, especially in, you know, covid times and the economic crisis that is probably going to follow uh, going to keep going so um yeah that's that's a, an important uh, additional piece of context that you need to have when you think about all of those things
0: so now now that we're looking at a blizzard that does not have mork Mark M- myheim mike morheim at the helm of it um uh, he's off doing his own thing which by the way i want to get your take on here in a minute because we didn't get a chance to talk to you yet about dreamhaven mm-hmm. but uh one of the core tenets of his time, there was worldwide company, a, a, a planetary effort toward gaming <laughs> and coming together and esports and blah blah blah. Does losing this office with that many people and this kind of um, I don't know this this sort of structure in Europe and in particular in France does do you think that diminishes Blizzard's worldwide uh, appeal slash reach slash any of that stuff?
1: I mean, it. You could have stopped at it diminishes Blizzard. Mm. Um, yes, absolutely, and you know, added to the the the, the um, impact that it has on the company and the employees. I just want to add that, as you mentioned, I worked there for five years. I have good friends there. I have good memories. Um, so, I don't. Again, not to get political, but I really feel that probably more than most people commenting about this, it's really it's like it's a part of my life that's whoosh disappearing. Yeah. So I feel it very, very deeply. And if you want to be angry at Activision and Blizzard, by all means, do that. But the the, the even more important thing about getting angry at this company for you know firing employees in a ruthless manner. What you should be asking for is unionization, because that's why in France we can have a decent, treat, decently treated um, employees in those difficult times. the The companies don't do that. the The voice of the people banding together to have a voice allow for that to happen so that's what's needed anyway sorry right no no it's okay to bring up because
0: one of the things that is different here is uh there's plenty of unionization in this country there's lots of it not in the gaming industry not in the gaming industry right and that's weird like it's weird that they haven't they haven't gotten there yet especially given the kinds of things that that industry is prone to things like crunch things like delays things like letting everybody go right after a successful launch of something like there are a lot of things about the gaming business in general that do lean toward the benefit of the companies and against the benefit of those employees and so i think it that yeah. is always worth discussing over here is why why or when will unionization you know become an issue a bigger a big enough yeah. issue that people are actually talking about it legislation passes that sort of stuff
1: yeah. yeah and it's not about you know like unions can have other issues and i'm not going to talk about that but the reality is it's a a discussion with just one speak one person speaking the the workers in the gaming industry don't have a voice they're not seated at the table they they're not represented because they don't have a common voice and that's the main issue there so contrast that with everything i said about you know people in france being treated fairly and all of that and the situation in the u.s and Anyway, uh, going back to the question about Morheim, um absolutely, it is a very important aspect of Blizzard that um, let's use Moheim to personalize this for the sure. sake of the argument. He really wanted to have Blizzard do everything themselves to make sure that it was done well. And that is why there is the European HQ in Paris to make sure that in Europe, there are teams of people that can ensure uh, things are done well, be it, you know, PR, marketing, merchandising, that there is quality control on the boxes that you uh, manufacture, you know, things like that. Maybe some people know the anecdote, but the reason it happened was that I believe it was Diablo that was published in Europe by a third-party publisher that they had a contract with, and uh, there was an issue with the manuals. I think the issue was the copy protection where you had to find the... um, Na- the, the word, you know, line four, word seven um, yeah. was not taken into account when it was translated. So the copy protection was borked uh, because the <laughs> manual didn't fit the word that was requested. Yeah. When that happened, uh, I believe it was morheim personally who was like, okay, F this. We're going to do it ourselves, yeah. right? So the fact that Blizzard Europe disappears is significant because it means that automatically there won't be the same care uh, that is going to be put into these kinds of things. And it's, obviously it's not about boxes and physical manuals anymore. Um, but, and maybe they don't need as many people. And maybe the people in London uh, are going to do just as good a job. It wasn't clear when you described it, but uh, the functions are being moved to London, to the London Activision Blizzard King Offices. Yeah, that's um, happening regardless, so,
0: right? Like, we're the positions, or sorry, the responsibilities are being moved now. Just not the people. The relocation of the people is not happening now.
1: Well, from from what I know, um, I think the people could move if they wanted to. I mm-hmm. think their jobs for some of them, at least, it's not clear because they haven't started negotiations yet. Uh, maybe some of them could move, but no one wants to, right? You don't want to uproot your life and no. go to the UK. Uh, At a time when Brexit is happening, you're leaving the EU, uh, which is another big problem. And again, this is not to get political. It's the realities of the choices that are given to people. Um, But so the the consequence of this is that that the functions that were previously occupied by Blizzard employees, employees, uh, Blizzard entertainment employees, look like they're going to be consolidated into... Activision Blizzard, Activision Blizzard King uh, employees. So I I can speak about uh, PR specifically because that's where I was working, but um, it's looking like uh, Activision Blizzard King employees, PR people, marketing people are going to be managing um, the (laughs) the one or two games that Activision puts out every year. And the, I was going to say, one game that Blizzard puts out, but really, <laughs> yeah. if you take away expansions, it's the zero games that Blizzard puts out. Yeah. Um, so we can come back to that in a second. But the the other important, and sorry, I speak a lot, but it's- No, no, a no, lot this is good. Parts That's here.
0: why I was so glad you were coming on today because I have zero expertise in this area. And it's good <laughs> to hear from someone who knows more.
1: The the other really important thing about the way Blizzard functions is that it works in a way that is very different from most other companies and, of course, video game companies, but companies in general. Um, usually, you have two main uh, power sources, <laughs> uh, seats of power in a company. It's product and marketing, yeah. uh, you know, in the wide sense. Sure. And usually... The marketing uh, people set the agenda, you know, when things are released, of course, in, in discussion with the product people. But when they say the game is coming out on that date, then it's coming out. And no matter how what state it is in, and same with other types of product, at Blizzard and a few, you know, a handful of other companies, um, Steam comes to mind. Uh, maybe Apple, arguably, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, sure. The product people have the last say, and at Blizzard, certainly, I felt that in my time working there, um, it is incredibly annoying how much power the devs have. When I say product, I mean the devs, of course. And the devs, the game directors, are responsible for everything on the games, which makes it really annoying to get anything done when you're not in Irvine because you need approval for everything. Like, not just the release schedule, of course, which is part of that, but even things like merch and interviews and events like they approve everything. Um, and, and that is not the way I think, uh, a company like Activision works. I think the, uh, marketing people have more power and it's never 100%, of course, but I, I guess, um, the marketing department decides on those things. Uh, and, and of course, you know, the, devs have power in, in at Activision as well, I'm certain. But um, I wonder how the Blizzard culture that is remaining in Irvine with uh, devs of them deciding is going to jive with the now Activision Blizzard culture at Activision uh, of the marketing people who are used to deciding. And it's entirely possible that, you know, the Activision people, if they end up getting those roles of blizzard PR and marketing and merch and community and everything there, you know, they know, you know, blizzard is special and we don't mess with their decisions. Maybe. Um, but I, it seems like that would be a, a bunch of interesting conversations, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I would think so. um, there's a lot more to say and I want to say a lot more, but I'm going to stop to let you <laughs> get a couple words in. <laughs>
0: well, I have, so I've, um, I have this question. Well, let's actually throw it back to Moorheim. Do you do you think that lessons, whatever lessons are learned by his time and tenure as founder and long-running CEO of Blizzard, and seeing it through its raw times all the way up through its its you know bounteous success times, and then its tumultuous sort of final years times, um, do you think the Dreamhaven has what it? Do you think he'll he'll apply whatever lessons were learned there? Like, how we haven't had a chance for you I mean, to even say, what do you, how do you feel about Dreamhaven in general? And do you do you predict a day where it's like, hey, Morheim set up a new office in France because he wants European hands on <laughs> with this thing and we'll oh, just do it all I, over I, again?
1: I'm sure if you ever, if they ever get big enough, they will do exactly that. I'm, I'm guessing they would. I'm not betting, but I'm guessing. Mm. And I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't listen to the episode where you talked about Dreamhaven. Um, this is the other element that makes me think. So, I am a very, I try to be a very neutral person and look at things objectively. And there has been a lot of speculation about the influence that Activision is increasingly exerting over Blizzard for years now. Um, And honestly, I wasn't really seeing a lot of evidence of that. Some people point to BFA that, you know, came out before it was ready. There have been really bad expansions before, and it was under... Moheim's watch. Uh, there have been layoffs more massive, I said that at the time, than the ones that happened last year mm-hmm. under Moheim's watch. So all of this could be, there There were a lot of things. chunk. I'm pretty sure it would have gone exactly the same way, or maybe not exactly, but I'm guessing it might have gone the same way um, even in the quote-unquote old blizzard. Maybe not, but it's not like conclusive evidence. Um, now, between Moheim essentially saying <laughs> I left because of Activision.
0: It's a subtweet, but yes, that's basically a, what yeah, he
1: said. It's not even sub.
0: It's like a, a
1: barely <laughs> below, like on the surface. Yeah, um, I agree. And, and with this, uh, which I think affects the way the company works, the uh, Blizzard office disappearing in France, uh, it seems like Activision is pushing towards Blizzard- Um, for lack of a better description, becoming a studio without the support functions, a studio of Activision. And so it seems to me pretty clear, not incontrovertible, but pretty clear that that relationship between the two companies is changing. And I don't know if it's going to be... You know, it might not be all bad, but the way I put it is I'm guessing it's not going to be all good either, right? Um, And to get back to Mohaim, I... I've often, uh, uh, for people who listen to Pixels, they might remember this. I don't know what makes Blizzard special. Um, There are many developers that were at other game companies doing fun games before they came at Blizzard and getting to Blizzard, they sung, like they expressed their best game design and artistic uh, uh, work ever. And then some of them left Blizzard and went on to do essentially not a lot. Right. Um, some of them are successful, but um, they didn't do a lot. So my uh, uh, guess was that the difference was Moheim and the company culture he instilled into that uh, company. And I'm guessing, hoping he can do the same at Dreamhaven. I'm also hoping that uh, that company culture is still alive there in Blizzard, uh, that Jay Allen Brack, who is now the president, who is coming from the development arm of Blizzard, right? He, they didn't replace Moheim with a suit and maybe they knew they couldn't because it would have been a revolution. Right. Um, although essentially almost everyone at the company has left. Uh, <laughs> not everyone. That's not true, but a lot of leads have left. Yeah. Um, but Jab comes from the development uh pull arm of that, of that company. Um, and, so I hope that they still have some of that. And I also want to say, um, you know, Activision isn't the devil, I don't think. And again, take all of, take this in the context of what I just said. I believe that the companies don't work the same way. I'm pretty sure that this happening is business decisions to make sure that, you know, profits are uh, as high as can be. But, um Activision has been pretty lenient with Blizzard in not putting out mm-hmm. games. Um, I think Kotick, that has been my longstanding belief, that he knows that in order to make as much money as possible, he should let Blizzard make the best games they can. Yeah. Um, and if you set aside Warcraft 3 Reforged for a second, which let's pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> it was a smaller project. I think it was a f- up, but... Oh, sorry. It was it <laughs> messed up. But... Um, I'm not convinced it was Activision's f up. It yeah. might have been Blizzard's f up. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, um, you know, Scott. But I like asking that questions to people who like hating on Activision. Yeah. How long has it been since Blizzard put out a real, you know, new game, not an expansion or additional content? It's, it's been, a been while. Four years. Yeah. It's
0: been a while. It's what was it? Four Over- years, Overwatch right? is the most recent.
1: Right? Yes, Overwatch in May 2016, yeah. so it's four and a half years. It will be 5 years likely, uh, you know, by the time a new game comes out. Yeah. It might be more. Yeah. 5 years without putting <laughs> a out a time. major title. Yeah. That's not, you know, that doesn't seem to me like Activision is forcing Blizzard to put out titles with, you know, Diablo and Overwatch in the title to make a quick buck. This is the essence of what Blizzard is to not put out a game if it's not really ready. Yeah. Um it's it, it it like I can't emphasize this enough. 4 years without a game for 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 Blizzard. It's like it, it, it's only um you know um uh, 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 uh Rockstar that does that yeah, because they're, they they're working on the biggest, you know, Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption yeah. 2. But Um, So I guess my conclusion there, and sorry, I'm going to stop talking, but my conclusion (laughs) there is um, I still, certainly the the relationship is changing. Mm. I'm not sure about what it's going to mean for the company. Um, I'm a little bit more scared than I was before. And I think it is going to change things. Let's be realistic. I think it's going to change things. Um, However, I am waiting to see games to see what happens, right? Yeah. We have Overwatch 2, um, we have Diablo 4 that are in the works that we know about, there are a few others. If they come out and they suck, then yes, there is something that's rotten in the kingdom of Blizzard and Activision. But yeah. they might be good, yeah. you know? They, by all accounts, they're, they're waiting to put them out uh, to make sure that they're at least not bad. Even Diablo Immortal. Mm. Diablo Immortal a quick buck-making, horrible, evil mobile game targeted at China, right? (laughs) Yeah. It it, it seems pretty clear that something wasn't working with that game the way it was, and they have been pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And it was announced two years ago, and we still have no sign of it.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. All we got was a trailer this year from a Chinese trailer. and. It didn't yeah, well, I mean, it, it was a it was a BlizzCon
1: last year. Yeah. Um, we might hear about it a little bit more in January for BlizzCon online. uh. But, Oof. you know this this is the one thing that makes me think. All right, let's take a step back and and again be a little bit realistic about all of this. I I pride myself in not being a fanboy of anything or anyone. I'm a fan but I'm not a fanboy. And I think a fanboy can be also a hater if you know it turns on a dime. So I'm neither of those. I'm waiting for actual factual things that I can hang my reasoning onto. Yeah. And yeah, so far we don't have games.
0: Yeah, we just don't have games. Like it, that's a that's that four-year comment is a little striking. Truthfully, isn't hold on, hold on. it? Yeah, like I think we're further we are further from the Overwatch release then Overwatch release was from the Diablo two or three release. Just to give you an idea yes. <laughs> how much time has yes. passed. So we're we're yeah, they're they're itching for something new. And and by all accounts, from some who have left and others who are still there, some of those canceled projects that came out of leaks and stuff were, you know, long in the tooth projects that were probably close to the kinds of things you could announce and then release in the next year. And They were just straight up canceled. So in some ways, this is just old Blizzard again. Like At the very least, this is old Blizzard with their timelines. And so this idea that this concept that they're just rushing things through doesn't hold water. There's nothing they've rushed through. There's nothing to rush through. Like, I just-
1: mean, again, let's pretend Warcraft 3 Reforged didn't happen. Yeah, let's that doesn't just count. Push, push that one under the rug. Not a problem. Um, BFA, I really think, doesn't fit the bill. They yeah. made decisions that ended up not working out. And yes, maybe you realize that that system is not working out. And you're like, okay, you know what? It's been two years. Uh, we have to push it. It's It It has happened before in WoW expansions. WoW expansions are like the ticking clock that they never reached one year for, and they're like, we can't do more than two years for an expansion in WoW. Yeah. And if they did, I can guarantee you that there would be a lot of people <laughs> much angrier than the people who are angry about the expansion not being great. Yeah, I um, agree. It would be bad. But even, even on the business side, if we look at it a little bit more coldly, you're not getting a massive, you know, a, a big income on a new release for four years. If you look at it from that angle, it's a lot more understandable that they're like, do we really need the 400 people twiddling their, th- their thumbs in Versailles? Again, they're my friends. I, I, I worked there. It's a part of my life that is vanishing. I'm not liking it. Yeah. But four years, five years, maybe five years. more yeah. without a game, And I would love for it. It really concerns me that these functions are going to Activision Blizzard people. Yeah. But like, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's pretty insane. It's an intense uh, moment. All right. I need to know if you're with me or against me on my prediction. And you didn't hear it, so you don't know what this is. Here's my prediction. My prediction is even though Bonfire is Rob Pardo's thing and they left a long time ago, a lot, you know, it's been, what, two, three years now since that thing was founded. I think Dreamhaven puts a game out before Bonfire Games does. What do you think? I mean, I I don't think Bonfire
1: is going to put a game out this generation of console. They're going to wait for the next one. Like, you know, don't do 5G, do 6G. (laughs) Why are you even bothering? (laughs) No, I don't know. I mean, Bonfire has been incredibly quiet, but it, it, it is very capable, very clever people. And Pardo chief among them you know he might have messed up titan yeah. but he is a we don't know but that's the assumption um he is a, a pretty uh, competent game designer to say the least oh yeah um, uh, that dude had his fingers on all
0: kinds of successful stuff at blizzard for sure yeah a yeah. couple
1: like a few of them you know just yeah. a couple of titles you might have heard of
0: yeah he maybe um, wow world of warcraft that's a thing that he was in charge uh,
1: of for a long time among other other things but um yeah. no i think they're 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 conspicuously quiet. I think Bonfire is making a big game and I think Dreamhaven is making small games, uh, to get started. So, because, you know, Dreamhaven, I don't know if you mentioned this, but it's entirely funded Mm -hmm. by the Mohaims. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, so I think they're going to be, they're going to be making smaller games to get started, uh, get the ball rolling and then attack bigger games. Yeah. Um, bonfire it seems like they're being a little bit more ambitious i have no idea uh if that's the case what i'm curious about also is is second dinner right yeah their, their marvel deal um maybe where all the other a people because
0: really Dreamhaven got a ton of uh hearthstone leadership and creatives and
1: oh they got it, leadership from everywhere
0: yeah they, they like, yeah, but a lot of them are from hearthstone which surprised me and a lot of I'm sorry, all of Second Dinner, at least the beginnings is of it, Hearthstone, or yeah. Hearthstone. So it's funny to see Hearthstone, this little game that could end up being this like <laughs> talent sieve that's like sending people in these different directions and doing new things and stuff.
1: I mean, you know, again, people think of Warcraft of, of Blizzard as the Warcraft company and the Diablo company. They It certainly is. But over the past decade... Um, a, a lot of the things they have done have been successful but they have um appended two entire gen- genres like created one and appended another yeah. um in in the last decade the 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 decade for blizzard is not world of Warcraft's decade mm-hmm. in you know if you if you're talking about industry and history uh hearthstone Created a genre, a very successful and prolific genre of of card games, and I say created. I, of course, know that uh, Magic existed on computers before, but. You know, it's like it was uh, terrible. It's like EverQuest existed as an MMO. It's not the same <laughs> oh, thing.
0: Oh, that's fired. No, no,
1: no. No. I don't I played EverQuest. I liked it. I did, but it just wasn't the same level of uh Right. You know, you could buy
0: look, you could buy a Diamond Rio MP3 player, or later you could get an yeah. iPod. Like it it exactly. in a very different direction. There was and, like that's what WoW is. Wow is that thing. So I totally get what you mean. And Hearthstone, <laughs> Hearthstone's totally that thing. Diablo is that thing and, like that's what like they do.
1: How many card games have there been since Hearthstone? Like even uh roguelite simile card games like oh, yeah. you know, Pyre and others. And uh what's the one? Oh, I can't remember.
0: But there's so many. many of them. There's so many. I would and even argue things like Slay the Spire and uh freaking That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, they're Power all Star they Star all have some Slay DNA from, from Hearthstone yeah. for sure. No question.
1: And and Overwatch, of course, uh you think of uh competitive uh, FPSs but there are so many other things that Overwatch brought to uh that that the the gaming space like the prevalence of heroes in shooters yeah. that didn't really exist before Not really. um yeah. uh, arguably it was taken from MOBA but everything is an inspiration of something else but in shooters heroes became a thing with uh with Overwatch at least the in a much more expansive the care way for right? the animation, yeah
0: in a, in a much more expansive way, heroes became a, a, yeah. a key part of that. Unlike, you know, you could look at Team Fortress, Team Fortress 2 and say, oh, well, those were characters. And they were. And they were kind of they're heroes. Characters. But they're characters. They're not heroes. Right. You know, it's it's like, it's they're not as much the focus.
1: And the animation, like the expressiveness, like the the inventiveness of expressing the character of those heroes through animations. Like, of course, the, you know, uh uh, player the game animations and the little flourishes here and there, but even the hand animation, then the voices and the way you tell the stories between the characters through that dialogue in the waiting room. Like there, there is so much like it's just, it's a relatively small game overwatch uh, in a uh, uh, scope, right. but the amount of brilliantly pure, beautiful ideas in the design of this game is incredible and so yeah anyway essentially what i'm saying is the the 2010s for blizzard were the year of hearthstone and overwatch and that was a time where activision was at the helm right Uh, it it was they joined they they bought the company in 2008 um so and people have been uh, calling doom on blizzard since 2008 now <laughs> since the day some I point happened. they might be right and <laughs> it seems like we're getting closer to a point where activision is indeed exerting more influence so maybe it's happening now yeah. but
0: yeah it's, it's so yeah. easy to jump, jump to those conclusions but you're right it seems like it seems like the pattern is like the usual pattern the big difference is yeah, we saw some big major creative names drop out and leave. Metzen left and others left. and A lot of them, yeah. yeah. I
1: yeah. mean, if I'm being honest, it's who's left. Like, I don't want to disparage the people who are left, but the, the people we know, the people who made their name at Blizzard or in, in, increased their names, uh, there's like Jeff Kaplan, pretty big name, Tom, Tom Tilton, Corey Stockton. Yeah. That's the people I want to know what they're doing. Yeah. But everyone else who was a big name at Blizzard, they're you know either at bonfire uh second dinner or Dreamhaven. Yeah, like it's like, or, that means something. Yeah. Like the Exodus is not insignificant.
0: No, not at all. I yeah. mean, Greg's I Greg's case off to riot and you know riots. Oh, and, that was a long time ago. That was different. It was, that but was, I, I kind of see him as the first dude. Like that was twenty fourteen. No, I you don't I, I really don't think
1: so. I, I think the reason uh, Greg Street left and you know he's he's kind of confirmed this on twitter a, a number of times he wanted to make hardcore gamers targeted games yeah um and blizzard is in the uh accessible arcadey game with depth but arcadey game mm-hmm. and it's just not the kind of game he wanted to design i i think that's the the reason he left
0: yeah yeah it's also i don't know there are there, there are some companies who now replicate blizzard in terms of their following their uh, fan devotion their quality of product like that's happening in other places more than it used to blizzard used to be this one shining example right like nobody was like that and now it feels like there's way more like that and sometimes they're really small teams which ones oh things like oh i would probably say the guys who made um Hades uh super giant games I would put in that category. They're small. You know, they're I think they're like a fifteen. Yeah, they're so small though. They're small, but there's a shared lineage of start small but blow people's minds, even with your various first project. And everything they put out is so polished and so complete. That's and true. even when they do a process of early access like they did with, with this most recent game, Hades, um that game that game felt finished from day one. It was obvious they were gonna tweak and, and tune, but really it was just tuning. And you know, but, but like graphics and animation and music and voice and gameplay, all of it feels so finely tuned. That reminds me of the blizzard way or the blizzard way I have in my head. And, um, Ooh. I think there's other, there, there, some, I can't think of at the moment, but there are other small studios like that. And when I say small, I think those guys are like a hundred people now or something. They're not huge, but they're, you know, they're, they're pretty small. Um, the, that gives that just, I don't know. I like that. I like that some have figured out what, what their culture should be and their, and their game seem to reflect that. And if, if there was one thing um it seems like Morheim would do different if he had to do it all over again, is it's not have this ownership of, you know, having other companies who had to fit the flip the bill for everything. Cause he just wasn't oh, in a position I, to do it. You yeah. know,
1: I think, I think Morheim is never going to sell Dreamhaven ever.
0: Oh yeah. That'll um, never happen. Not once. I, like the whole point of it I, is I to think not, what's so. gonna
1: happen <laughs> is they will put out a couple of games uh and get uh uh raise some capital um that will be no more than forty nine percent of the voting rights at the company oh yeah that but, and he will they, raise yeah. capital like he's not gonna just finance this, oh maybe he will, but I think he will raise capital, but he's gonna wait um to have a couple of games out and he will not relinquish the
0: no. <laughs> Plus control he'll, of that he'll, he'll, he'll design those in a way that is it is 100% favored in their direction like like these are the lessons that yeah. they'll that they'll learn and take away I, I hope yeah. I mean it's all speculation he's,
1: he's gonna do a, a Zuckerberg <laughs> and go like I have uh 2% of the shares but I have 51% of the voting rights so yeah. Yeah. Off.
0: there you go screw yeah. off everybody well speaking of uh talented blizzard and possibly big revealing things this is way too much lead up, but uh, Chris Metzen and I are sitting down for another interview uh, this coming Tuesday. It will not be live streamed, but it will be on the podcast feed uh, shortly thereafter, either Tuesday right after or sometime Wednesday. Uh, it just sort of depends on a couple of of timing issues that we're still working out. But um, if you want to know what Chris has been up to and what he might be up to next, boy, how do you you're going to want to hear this interview? That's on uh, Tuesday this coming week, which I guess is the twelfth, thirteenth, whatever it is.
1: I mean. Something like that, he's, he's going to Dreamhaven, right? And no. uh, then he's gonna call up uh, Samwise Didier. <laughs> and uh, they're gonna, I mean, they have oh, well, Metzen was never in the band, but they have Sigati there. They, have they need Didier. they have Mohaim. and they need uh, Berggren. Yeah, and they have <laughs> uh, level 70 elite to- torrent. Yeah, if you're again. looking
0: for From. if you're looking for a torrent chieftain, reuni- uh, reunite that seems like it's possible uh, over at Dreamhaven. I can say with some authority though, just, that he is not going there. But Uh, that is to say medicine is not, uh, no. Well, okay. But,
1: uh, what is Didier doing? Like he, I, I see him like just in a cave at Blizzard eating like, uh, uh, chips and and going like you will never get me out of here. I'm just staying here on my couch and I'm comfortable and I am not moving. That's well, what
0: I think Samwise DDA is doing let's say this. Let's say let's say this interview will reveal some of your the answers to the questions you have and possibly more that you didn't know you had. Let's Excellent. find out together he, this coming Tuesday. Yes, Patrick go ahead. He's gonna
1: he's gonna paint Warhammer figurines <laughs> for a living. Well, if look there's a way out to for do his it, Patreon.
0: Yeah, look for the Patreon coming soon. More uh, Metzen painting figurines. Uh, he loves that stuff. So, anyway, you guys tune in and find out for yourselves. It's going to be a big deal. Uh, that's Chris Metzen and myself sitting down. We'll put it on the instance feed, probably a couple other places, actually, because I think it's going to be a big whoop. Stay tuned for that. It's uh, going to do it, I think. Patrick, I know you got other stuff going on. Anything you want to talk about in particular? Been a weird weird last couple of months for video game news with all the console stuff and leaks and then prices and price wars and then the horrible pre-order experiences and all of that. And Pixels is always a good place to go for that kind of info. What can people expect this week?
1: Uh, Well, uh, Pixels has changed a little bit. Uh, it's now a monthly show where I go over the news from the previous month. So if WoW is your jam and you don't care about any other video games, but you still want to be informed, uh, my latest episode of Pixels is a summary of everything that happened in September and oh my god did things happen <laughs> it was an incredible month yeah. um so go check out pixels uh, you can find the link at notpatrick.com also um, I have a, my, my PlayStation five pre-order since you're talking about that mm. was, uh, is essentially canceled here okay. and I don't know what to do. So if anyone has an extra PlayStation five pre-order that, uh, they can't, they don't know what to do with, I would be happy to pay for the console and, uh, the, the transportation to get it here to me, uh, in Finland. So Patrick at French com, Just send me an email and we can do business. I won't pay extra. I don't <laughs> like scalpers, but uh, yeah, Patrick at French spin.com. All Thank right. You. If you
0: got, I got the same deal going with an <laughs> Xbox series X. If anybody got an extra one on pre-order and doesn't know what to do with it, I will also pay for it. And it's transferred. Oh, I have one.
1: What? I, yeah. I, I can easily get a, a second one. I think uh, But do you a, want a, me a to a send you an Xbox.
0: Yes. And I'll, uh, yes, I'm, I'm ready. Let's do it. Well, Yes. Okay, you
1: you send me your PlayStation Five, and I send you an ex- <laughs> it. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go see if I can find an Xbox Series X. Do you want one? Yeah, really? I
0: really do. Legit are they different okay. in uh, different territories though like
1: um, i don't think so no okay. i think the you know uh, the territory locking is a thing of the past
0: i don't need to have a, like a, um, a pal television or whatever the stupid format is called <laughs> or whatever
1: no you do not let me let me see if it's still well
0: we'll we'll talk all right we'll, we'll talk. talk we'll talk uh, cuz in right.
1: europe we don't care about xbox so we have many many
0: of them available. yeah you guys got a lot of xboxes over here not so much things went a little nuts on this side all right well that sounds great uh very excited to hear more. That's going to do it for the show today, everybody. Thank you for being here. TheInstance.net is our website. You're encouraged to go there if you're looking for anything. You're trying to contact us, whatever. Uh, You can find Patrick at NotPatrick on Twitter. I'm at Scott Johnson. Garrett, who's normally here, is at Garrett Art. And the show is at Instance Show. And if you're looking to support us, you can do that at TheInstance.net as well. All the details are there. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Patrick, and for all the people happy about the 13th and their new characters they're going to make We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes, get more at frogpants.com.